Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of Christian Women in the UK on a Thursday. I think we should begin to call this an evening with Christian women in the UK because it's so cool. <laughs> so we have got the lovely Sidoni here, it's looking radiant tonight. Gonna tell us why in a minute. And we have got the lovely Pastor G. G for Giselle, in case you're wondering. And today we're going to be talking about something very... Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of... Sorry, sorry. Um, I'll get it organised one of these fine days. Okay. That's um, it. <laughs> so, yes, we're going to be talking today about something very interesting, and we will be looking at the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. So if you've got your Bible, whether it's a print version or digital, walk with us. Um, on this one, we are going to be talking today about pleasing God. So if you've ever wondered what it takes to please God, if you've ever wondered what you think you have to do or say or pray, then the day. So Sidoni, if you could just um, start us off with that reading, that'd be great. Thank you. Okay, so this is from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, um, and it says... And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Um, wow. And verse 11 says, by faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen in holy fear, built an ark to save his family, but his faith, by his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. Um, and then verse, verse 8 goes on to talk about Abraham. And it says, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. And um, so, you know, by faith, he made his, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. Um, that was verse 9. Um, verse 10 then says, for he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect um, and builder is God. Um, it then goes on to say again, by faith, even Sarah, this is a woman this time, ladies, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. Um, <clears throat> and then verse 12 says, and so from this one man, and he, he as good as dead came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand um, on the seashore. So that's referring um, back to Abraham. Um, and then it concludes by saying all these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. Um, people who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. So that was Hebrews. Um, chapter 11, verse 6 to 15. Oh my, that's amazing. So from what I'm hearing there, 
it's very clear to me, at least somebody else might think something differently, but it's very mm -hmm. clear to me that please God, you have to have faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and I know that, um, you know, Paul gives us examples of faith and he's kind of said it, um, explain what he means by faith. Mm -hmm. But if you were talking to somebody who wasn't a believer and on one of your evangelizing trips, how would you describe faith to them? Is that for me or Giselle? Giselle. Oh, for me, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, how would I describe faith to them? You really just, you, you've got to put all your trust in God. You, you, can't, you can't do it half-heartedly. And yeah. the only way you can put all your trust in God is growing in your faith, getting a good team of uh, spiritual brothers and sisters around you and mm -hmm. helping you grow spiritually. Because the more you mature, the easier it is to put your faith in God, the easier it is to trust God. Mm -hmm. um, are we all going to be like Enoch? Yeah, mm -hmm. we, we can be. Yeah. Um, yeah. We don't have to be like Rebecca, Sarah, uh, and Ruth, the three ladies in the Bible who doubted God, who questioned God. Mm. We, we don't have to be like that at all. Mm. God, lo God loves our faith. He loves first and foremost our salvation. When we come to salvation through Jesus, that mm -hmm. pleases God big time. But then our faith in him is, that's really, that's opening a window to heaven. Mm. That's a lot. She's going poetic today, opening a window to heaven. There you go. There you go. I'm a poet. Oh, I really love that. And I'll put this question to you, Sidonie. Why do you think that not having faith is displeasing to God? Because I suppose you're, you're doubting. He's so easy and he's omnipotent, aren't you? So, um, you know, not having faith kind of says, you really aren't in control. I can do it all by myself. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And it's interesting. Hebrews is a really big, you know, Hebrews 11 especially is a really big chapter on faith. Um, yeah. You know, Hebrews 1, sorry, Hebrews 11, 1 says, faith is the confidence in what we hope for. Um, mm -hmm. And assurance about what we do not see i love yeah. that yeah you know and it's it's that confidence in what we hope for and an assurance i mean to be assured of something you have to be pretty confident in the power of the person that you're hoping will deliver it to be to rest assured you know it's like you know you say, rest assured this person will come through um but to rest assured you're having confidence so I think you know it's it's not having faith is probably displeasing to God I think because it sort of questions him um his sovereignty his omnipotence and his very existence yes yes absolutely and I think it's Paul again who says faith comes by hearing right and hearing mm -hmm. the word of him. and I think God understands us and he knows the weaknesses that we have so I think God even shows you how to be faithful, how to develop this thing called faith. Because mm -hmm. I'm thinking, like you said, Sidoni, for you to, you to, to be assured of, of what God says, right? To put you to that trust and confidence. You have to know somebody first mm -hmm. to know their character. So for example, there are things that you could easily, 
um, get from me because I know you compared to somebody else, right? You know, mm -hmm. some of us receive those dodgy emails online. There's mm -hmm. money in a boat somewhere or whatever, right? But mm -hmm. then it's interesting that even some of these scammers, what they do to scam you, they will impersonate somebody you knew. Yeah. So, yeah. So if somebody wrote to me and said, oh, I'm Sidoni, I'm in distress, I need 500 pounds, I'm more likely to react, right? Mm -hmm. Hopefully mm -hmm. I'll be discerning enough to phone Sidoni, but there is that says you have to know somebody to mm. believe in you um she said as a pastor how do you help anybody whether they're a new convert or somebody who's been in christ because even when we've been in christ for a while our faith can falter how do you help us to to really know god to know his character so that even in those difficult times we stand because we know god through preaching the bible yeah simple mm -hmm. That's it. If a church, um, a pastor, a minister, whatever you want to call uh, call them, the, the leaders of the church, if their people, their members, their congregation aren't growing spiritually, then they're not being taught biblical truths. Mm. Yeah. To, to grow spirit. And that'll probably get me into trouble, but you two know me. You're <laughs> the, the, the rebel riser. Um, yeah. It's the best way to help anybody grow in their in their faith. Mm. And like you, what 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 does faith mean? Mm. It means you're putting all your trust in, having confidence in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it, when when you have faith in God, He blesses us. Mm -hmm. Why should He bless us if we doubt Him? Exactly. Yeah, that's good points. Yeah. yeah. So lots. I I I know lots of Christians are saying you. Know, Oh, well, I'm still waiting for my blessing coming. I've been waiting 20, 30, 40 years and it's not coming. But what's your faith like? And mm. what are you expecting? Are you expecting the impossible? Well, not the impossible because nothing's impossible with God. But are you expecting something that you think would make you happy? But God mm. doesn't want you to have it because he knows it will not make you happy. Mm. Yeah. What you yeah. think is good for you, God sees more than you do. Exactly. So, in my, so I, I would like to talk about something that we, we haven't, I don't know if we've ever done it here. We've done it, but not like in the way we're going to do it. Maybe share some testimonies of faith. So mm -hmm. I would like to ask you, Sidonie, when was a time when you really put your, your trust in God? Because there are times when you know that something happened, it wasn't even you, right? So it could be that you trusted God for something and it happened or something happened and then you're like, oh my goodness, this was definitely not me. Now it's motivated to believe in God. Do you know what? Before I used to um, think, you know, faith was in the, in the big things, you know, it was in the big miracles. But the last few years, I've come to understand that the miracles are really the small things that we take for granted yeah. um and for me that takes great faith to to even go to sleep in the night and wake up in the morning or or say good night to my kids at night in the assurance that i will see them in the morning that's so true we that that, that takes great <laughs> like, really the last few years yeah it's it's the it's the little things that um because i know sometimes you know some christians and, and, and some denominations are big on um 
miracles and breakthroughs and all of that is fine and you know God will glorify himself in in whichever way he chooses to to do so in in people's lives but for me personally I am actually beginning to not beginning to I'm appreciating the God of the everyday the God of the mundane the God of um like I, I'll, I'll speak to you on the phone. I'll speak to you ladies and I'll say like, yeah, I'll catch up with you girls later in the evening. And then sometimes I'll stop in my tracks and be like, well, but, but what is the assurance that I will actually be alive in the evening? <laughs> There's no assurance. There is absolutely none. I mean, I just, recently, I know a story of somebody who went to bed and never woke up. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That we, I think because we just have all these things around us, right? We take it for granted mm. to shift that. I was going on the train today and for some reason I began to think about people who, who believe in science and I had to laugh. I was like, well, if you don't know, science is literally like divine revelation, you know? Mm. So you, you can't believe, you believe in a creation rather than a, a creator. And there are so many questions for someone like me who works in the medical field. There are still so many questions that medical science can't answer. So I know for a fact, like, and honest doctors will tell you that like this one, uh, we can't. So I can't put my faith in that. I believe in the gift, the God who gifts us science, but certainly I would never say that because science isn't perfect. So mm-hmm. Chi, what about you? Do you have any faith testimony that you think would be nice to share? I don't know which one to pick. Seriously, <laughs> there are so, 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 so many. But I think my most favorite one is We'll go back to 2012. Mm-hmm. And you all know that I lived in Florida and I came back to Northern Ireland in 2011. But by mm-hmm. 2012, um, the ministry was, it, it was just like cu- cu- coming up in a year old. And mm-hmm. I, with one, two, three, four other people, planted the Hope Centre in Malisle in Northern Ireland. Mm-hmm. And um, things were, think, Things were all going absolutely fantastic. And I was living in a private rented house and uh, <laughs> paying paying the rent every month and all the rest of it. And I wasn't working and everything. And I was dipping into savings for the, for, for the rent. And um, the landlord decides to put the rent up by 50 pounds. And... 50 pounds a month, I was thinking, oh, yeah, it's going to be a struggle. So it is. That's really going to eat into my savings, what little savings I have left and everything. Mm-hmm. And one of my girlfriends suggested she had a three bedroom house all to herself. And she suggested, why don't I come and live with her in, in a room and you know, we could share the house together? And I thought, yeah, that would be better. So it would. But I said to God, OK, Lord, you said you'll supply me all my needs. And uh, if you want me to stay here, because I had people coming to the house and dropping little notes through the letterbox, just pray for me. Mm-hmm. And if people come to the house asking for prayer and coming, uh, diff- different things, I said, right, Lord, uh, I can move in with my, uh, with Julia. Um, but uh, if you want me to stay here, you will supply the funds. I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. A couple of days later, couple that I was very friendly with came and the set down and they called me G as well and they said G uh, God has told us to uh, give you some money every month for your personal purse 
And I said, oh, lovely, thank you very much. And they said, now, it's not your ministry purse. This has to be your personal purse. I said, yeah, I understand. It was the £50 a month. That was it. That was it. So so I knew that was a confirmation of God. I was to stay where I was until he told me to move. Mm. That was it. But, you know, there's... There really is. There's so, 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 so many uh, mm. that I've, I've stood in my face and uh, God has come through. Sometimes at the very final second, uh, mm. he's come through. But yeah, he has come through. Yeah. Mm. Wow. wow. That is so cool. And I, I love that you said this, right, Jay, because I think this particular one, particularly with helping people supply their needs, I think we've all sort of, well, let me not say we've all, but I've certainly been where I'm really in need of something in financial and somebody comes through for me. But I mm. think for me, <laughs> the way I got saved, it wasn't, how can I put it? It, it how can I put it? it? I wasn't expecting it, right? I had literally a few years before, right? Because I'd always kind of doubted the reality of Jesus. I was like, is this guy real or not? You know, maybe he was made up. Part of me really wanted Jesus to be real because I liked the stories that I'd heard about him. But another part was like, man, these Christians, they probably just fucked up something. And I remember just very casually watching a doc, um, it was like a, a presentation that some guy, I think he studied theology or whatever, was giving about Jesus, just theorizing about how Jesus could be who he is. And I remember just watching that thing and getting a bit confused. And I said, well, Jesus, if you are real, just... Just tell me yourself. And time went by. I completely forgot about what I said. And then I think it's when COVID just started. I went jogging one day. I literally heard in my head, give your life to Christ. I thought this is a joke of the year. What? You know, doing other things at that time in my life, I was like, what? This is not the time to be hearing about this. And then for whatever reason, I just said, well, Jesus, if you are real, you know what? I am tired of the debates about you. I would rather just hear from you yourself. I said that I carried on jogging about two weeks later, I got saved in the most dramatic way. So for me, that was just like, wow, because I just said words. I did not even think that it meant anything. I didn't even believe, well, I didn't even, I wasn't even sure that Jesus existed, right? Which has a backstory of its own. But for me, I was like, ah, so God was actually hearing what I was saying, you know? Mm-hmm. So for me, that, that was just a faith builder that even when you say things, that was not like a proper play, prayer of supplication. It was more like, I'm frustrated if this thing is real. Yeah, let me know, you know? So I was yeah. like, if I could say something like that, I wasn't even that serious. What more if I could really be serious <laughs> and go with reverend? <laughs> so yes, that for me was, even when I was like speaking the sinner's prayer, part of me was like, is this thing even like, is this even real? Is this even working? Is this... And then I fell under the power of the Holy Spirit. I was like, whoa, it was a complete drama. In fact, yeah, but to me, and I think that's where miracles also come to build faith because someone like me, if somebody had told me how I got saved, had told me the story, believe me, I would have doubted them. I'd be like, I'm sure it happened, but I think you're overreacting. But that's what happened to me. I remember phoning my friend, coming and I was like, you're never going to believe what just happened. <laughs> yes indeed so gee were you gonna say something no no i just said oh dear (laughs) yeah oh dear i really love um the fact because i think faith is something that many people 
um, often feel like you have to do so much. But I remember, um, Sidonie, we talked about this before. There is such a thing as a gift of faith, right? Mm. What is that? So, you know, I think Giselle has also mentioned this in the past. You know, there's, there's different types of faith. There's saving faith, which is the faith you need to get saved. Um, you know, and I think um, Paul says it really beautifully in, in Ephesians. I think it's Ephesians 2, 8 to 9. He says, it is by grace that you have been saved um, through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by work. No one can boast, right? So that's that's the gift of, of saving faith that we get from God when we choose. So you've got to choose to, to follow him, to give your life to him, to be born again. And mm -hmm. um, gifts you this faith so that nobody can boast that, you know, this is my faith. I had this faith in God. That's why I got saved. It's a gift. You make the decision and then you're offered the gift of faith. Um, but you also have, I think, one of the gifts of the spirits is um, one of the gifts, certainly in the Bible that's mentioned, is, is faith. Correct me if I'm wrong. But, you know, there are people that have this extraordinary gift of faith. I mean, you just have to look at the people in Hebrews that we've just read, you know, Adam, sorry, Abraham, Noah, Sarah, um, and, you know, towards the end of that, that chapter we were reading, it's funny because he was, like, I think he said at one point that, you know, it's just from this man that was almost dead, that all the, <laughs> all the descendants <laughs> came as numerous as the stars. And anyway, that was funny. But, um, you know, I, I, I think there is such a thing as a gift of faith. And there are people that have that ability to exercise um, Abrahamic Amen. type of faith. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, the, the type of faith where God is like, just pick up, take your son and, and go and go kill him. And you take your son and literally you're about to kill your son. Oh, man, that, that, I'm still blown away by that story. You know, yeah. And, and I think there is, there is such a thing as that. And, and um, but, you know, the wonderful thing about gifts is, you know, Giselle, you said this in your, in your morning um, verse this morning, you know, asking you to receive my, a, a, truly think that if we ask for the gifts um it will be given to us now not to say it will be given to us in the same measure you know if we look mm -hmm. at Jesus' story of the talent that were given to the servants each servant was given a talent according to his ability so um i don't believe that everybody will be given the same measure of faith i don't mm -hmm. believe that everybody's given the same um number of talents for example as in that story you're given as, as for your ability to some more will be given some less will be given and um, some will receive more of one gift than the other and you know god chooses how he dispenses these talents um but i think you know that the, there is a gift of faith however i think we all have the ability to show faith in in god um and and by doing so his very existence we're you know trusting that he is who he says he is yes. and i think maybe that's it that's what sort of sometimes that's what moves God you know you're like you say you're this I'm putting my faith in you like ultimately you say that you're yeah don't disgrace me faith in you that I'm going to meet you in paradise when I die and and ultimately that's what we're here for right we're here to glorify God and say that when we do die we'll, we'll mm. be reunited with him in heaven but that's the ultimate faith isn't it it's, it's saying 
I'm trusting that you're who you say you are and you sent your son to do what you say he did mm-hmm. so that I can spend eternity glorifying you and, and chilling with you in heaven and I think that's you know for me that's that's the most important faith yes we need faith to get by in everyday life here and yeah. earth but that faith yeah. will you know you're trusting that God is who he says he is mm-hmm. and, yeah. and yeah. you know redeemer god you know wanting to reconcile us to himself i think that's the most important faith which we all can have yeah yes absolutely and i think in hebrews what you just read it said somewhere about all these people who were i don't know fathers and mothers of faith and how they um they knew that they were only passing on earth right Mm -hmm. pretty much and i really love that it reminds me of psalm 119 i was reading it yesterday with a friend and there's a bit in Psalm 119 that reminds us of that, that we are actually literally strangers. And like you said, it's very easy to get caught up in the in this life, all the challenges that it brings, that you mm. forget sometimes to lift your head up and say, hey, look, I'm only passing it for you to, and I think this is where you know God so much that you begin to really know what his plans are for you mm. and what his ultimate aim is, because if you don't know that God's ultimate aim, yes, he can give you a nice house, nice car, mm. you know, husband, all that. But his ultimate aim is, like you said, to be reconciled back with him in heaven. Mm. That mm-hmm. is far more important than anything else that mm-hmm. we will have. There's a saying, I think that, yeah, where does it say in the Bible? But it does say, what does it profit a man to gain the world but lose his soul, right? So you can gain all these things here. But if you lose eternity, which is forever and ever and ever what is the point for 60, 70 years on this earth? Mm. So, gee, you got me curious about Ruth. Ruth is always portrayed in the Bible as this, you know, the whole Boaz situation. So when was it that she questioned God? I want to know that. He, um, I just remember she doubted God. I can't remember exactly why she doubted God. I will look that up for you. Okay. I, I I will, but she but she really did. I, you know, I mean, we all know Sarah did, mm-hmm. and we all know yeah. Rebecca did. Yes, like kind of like me sometimes, or I'm kind of like her sometimes. So yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why we need a redeeming God, right? Because Sarah just had very human qualities. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you know, you waited for this child. I mean, mm-hmm. to give. Be fair to her, she waited, right? And then the child wasn't coming. Everybody around them was doing the thing where you get another woman to have a baby for you. She was like, well, maybe God wants to do this. Because I think sometimes even we can like misinterpret God thinking that we have faith. So maybe she was like, oh, maybe God doesn't just mean that it's me and my husband. Maybe he can use the surrogate. Let's try that. <laughs> and then she was so disappointed, even when the angel spoke to her and said, You're going to have a good choice. Like, yeah, whatever. You know? So I think those are very human qualities. And that brings me to then, ladies, somebody like Sarah, we know that something like disappointment can really kill your faith. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing like, you know, you, you have this hope. And then the Bible says it hope deferred makes the heart sick, right? Like Sarah, you're hoping to have a baby year one, year two, year three. All your friends are having babies. You're tired of going to all these celebrations for everybody, but not you. So it's it's easy to begin to doubt. So what word of encouragement, and I'll say this to each of you, starting with you, Sidoni, do you have for somebody who 
it's not that they don't want to believe but life has knocked them and they've just taken enough and they're like how god i want to believe but i just can't i mean look at the evidence what do you mm-hmm. say to such a person i think i think this is probably going to sound harsh and forgive me in advance mm-hmm. in this situation and my feel take this the wrong way but you you need to go back to the drawing board you need mm. to find out or or re-examine your conscience mm-hmm. find out why you have faith in god you know yeah. you don't you don't have faith in god because of what you can give you you have faith in god because of who he is and what he's done so it's it's not a prerequisite to for what you can get from him it is rooted in the fact of what he's already done and who he is so mm. you know you don't obey because you want to make heaven or you don't follow god's commands or you don't live a christian life because you want to make heaven you live a christian life as a response to what he's already done for you and in so doing you dispense his blessings accordingly as he chooses here on earth in the hope that the even greater blessing is after this life. Mm. So for anybody that's listening, I'm really sorry, but you you need to go back to the drawing board and think, why do I believe in God? Am I believing in God because I want X, Y, Z here on earth? Um, Or am I believing in God because of who he says he is? Mm -hmm. Um, He sent his only son to die for me so that I may spend eternity with him in heaven. And I am passing through this earth. Nothing here on earth is permanent. It is temporary. And so he will dispense to you according to his riches and glories. And, and, and like I said, sometimes you'll go through periods of abundance. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. in certain areas, you'll go through periods of drought and lack. Mm. But if your faith in him is for the right reason, um then it becomes unshakable because you know that Christ has already done, Christ has defeated the world. You know, he's defeat, death has been defeated. He's overcome the world. Through Christ, we are more than conquerors. So there's nothing that can happen to you here on earth that has the power to destroy your soul because your soul has already been bought by the blood mm. of Um, so i think it's just shifting your perspective and shifting your focus and examining your why and it's hard it's hard because sometimes your feelings are deep and and feelings are the ones that get us into trouble (laughs) 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 that that's a really powerful answer and i don't see it as much it's certainly a challenge um Mm. for talking i was like mm, go and re-examine many things and what about g same question to you right listen i got it wrong it wasn't bruce who died at god it was rebecca both begin with an r okay yeah, yeah both begin with, it was rebecca because mm-hmm. so, i started thinking uh-huh. there, bruce what what was it exactly bruce did what was it what was mm-hmm. it? it was rebecca so it was so <laughs> apologies folks apologies um what was the question again <laughs> Well, if somebody has been, you know, dealt with a lot of knockbacks and disappointment in life, and they're finding it really difficult to trust God, how do you encourage them back to a place where they can build back their faith? Pray, read your scriptures, live out his word, 
be the light and surround yourself with fellow believers. Simple. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I think actually being with people who can encourage you also helps yeah. because sometimes it's you, it's mm-hmm. like um, put it. You can't always do these things on your own. So I would take something like bereavement. That's something that can literally shatter you. Mm-hmm. And I think like that. Even some of the most faithful people, they are like, you know, I mean, not to say that, of course, Jesus always believed, but there was a point when even Jesus was like, whoa, maybe I don't really want to do this, right? So it really, and it's interesting that in that moment, Jesus actually called his apostles to come and help him, right? Mm-hmm. Come and pray with me. So I think that's a really good point, G, because there are times when, you just don't have it in you. And mm-hmm. but if somebody comes an encouraging word, there's just something about the power of encouragement. And I would really like to take the opportunity to just say this that you know, wherever you can encourage somebody, you know, mm-hmm. I having the scriptures to go back and meditate on those things, but it really helps mm-hmm. to have somebody who can encourage you. Um, encourage but, but, but also if you have your own faith. You'll not fall, you'll not crumble when the storms of life come crashing in on you. Mm. Seriously, you have to have faith. Now, I dislike, I disagree with, it saddens me, and I know it saddens God. There's a lot of uh, churches out there which are suggesting that people get ready for a be a third world war coming mm. really why? yeah why why yeah exactly why because of ukraine uh, well it's been going on sort of be, be, uh, before then but more so since then but if it's going to happen it's going to happen mm. and true believers know that it has to, a, a third world war has to happen and but if you really stand in your faith you read revelation chapter seven and that's titled God's people will be preserved. You've got to believe that you will be preserved. You've got to believe that God, God's already ahead of us. He, yeah, definitely. He, he's, he's already in tomorrow, knowing what's going to happen. And we can't go back and change what happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. And we can't go forward and sort out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So leave tomorrow to God. And mm. just have faith in him. Take as it comes. Seriously, seriously. I, mm. I seriously don't worry about anything, because mm. oh, I don't. No, I, don't. <laughs> I didn't no. know. One yeah, I, I have My concerns about people. things. I have mm. concerns. I have concerns mm. for the y- y- young people growing up today in the horrible world that it is, mm. and especially if they don't know Jesus. Mm. And uh, I have concerns about lots of things. Uh, but I don't worry. Why? I don't. Oh no, that's a good. I mean, we, we wouldn't be human if we didn't have concerns. It shows yeah. that we care about people. But I'm just looking at the time now, G, and I yeah. think this is a very good place to round off. I am so glad we've had this talk. Yes, I think it's been powerful, and I think so. Um, I will just ask you, Giselle, to pray us out. Please. Oh, thank you so much, my dears. Uh, that's that's lovely yes lovely Uh, oh lord god almighty oh heavenly father we give you thanks we give you thanks for as sidoni said earlier 
the small things in life, the little blessings that you give us, the mm -hmm. things that we might even take for granted, like just the air that we breathe, Father God, mm -hmm. the birds in the trees, the sky, the clouds, even the rain, Lord, because somebody somewhere needs the rain. Mm -hmm. Lord God Almighty, we thank you for everything that you've done for us and everything that you will be doing for us. Mm -hmm. And Father God, I am asking you by the power of your Holy Spirit that those people that don't have a strong enough faith, I am asking, Father God, that their faith be strengthened. Amen. We do need a strong faith, Lord, to get us through everything in life that's coming to us. Amen. And Lord, we do know that you hold tomorrow. As the words of the song goes, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Amen. And it's it, Lord, because Lord Jesus, you are there. You're ahead of us. You've gone ahead of us and prepared the table for us. Amen. Oh, Lord God Almighty, we give you thanks for everything. I give you thanks for these ladies with me tonight, Sidonia and Leon. Mm -hmm. We give you thanks for the power of the internet too, Father God, that we can reach so many people with these Thursday night talk times that we have. Mm -hmm. And until we meet again next week, we give you all the glory and mm -hmm. all the praise to you, Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. In my Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Thank you, ladies. Thank you, everyone, for listening mm -hmm. to us. We'll see you next Thursday, Godwin. Bye. Bye. Good night, everybody, on Facebook. Bye. Bye. And good night, everybody, on watching back and playback. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>